I mean, he told me about how he had a call earlier that day with a customer service person and basically said, fuck you on the phone to them. Kept talking shit about his friends. Started talking shit about our mutual friend who set us up. Knows that I have tattoos, was talking shit about tattoos, how they're trashy. And I was like, well, you know, I have tattoos and you have no idea the meaning behind them. He took me to like a shitty all you can eat, all you can drink sushi spot. Like it wasn't, it was, I was down, like, you know, whatever. The next day he texts me and he's like, hey, had a great time. Besides a few awkward moments, had a great time. Like, I want to see you again. I'm like, I was like, yeah, it was nice getting to know you, but like, I don't think, I don't think it's a match. And he was like, oh yeah, me too. Uh, so can you Venmo me for half of dinner? Oh, no fucking way. Yeah. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. Uh, welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I am that guy. I am your host. I am Chaos. We are the number one podcast amongst everybody who is just stuffed with Yuletide Joy. Everybody who has that, that's what we're rolling with. How's everybody doing? Hopefully you're doing outstanding. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. Things have changed up here and there. Uh, we have experts that pop in. We have people that pop in. Um, trying to just kind of give you the best of all worlds. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to. We have our good, our good uh, crew of experts. Uh, a whole bunch of coaches. Uh, Jay and I talked about this recently. Well, actually, let me let me let me do some housekeeping. So, make sure you like. Make sure you follow. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you stalk us not anybody else you can go ahead and stalk us you can stalk me whatever just it's all fun don't stalk jay though um share with your friends let them know that we're out there we're in the world we're we're people who are just trying to help other people out who are going through uh the whole dating scene i got some new takes to be honest with you i think that'll be a show coming up to another another um oh when we did the uh kind of looking out for everybody show will be coming up again uh so but anyway uh share with everybody give us a call uh 317-426-6616 uh let us know your story believe me we want to get your story we want to get everybody's story jay is also killing it on uh his other show pelham place you can actually hear his voice get his takes i love that one he's got uh he did some some stuff for the month of october for halloween and now he is doing some stuff for the month of december for christmas um he's uh just one of the best people on the planet and just does an amazing job with all of this so um anyway uh yeah uh so in hopefully you're enjoying it like i said jay and i had some we have had some interesting discussions we have some really great coaches and some really awesome people who jump onto the show and share their expertise 
And by all means, if you connect with uh, somebody just like you would, like if you connect on the sites, if you're vibing with them and you think that they can they can kind of speak to you and, and help you out, um, you know how to reach out to them. Uh, Alice Jane, Christopher Lewis. Uh, there's some really good ones that we have. There's just there's some people that that we find who are coaches and Jane are kind of like, uh, what are you coaching? What are you coaching? Uh, I think we're just we're just here to help however we can. I don't think I could ever ever be a coach. I think I could just be the guy that could give you some insights, give you some takes, um, and kind of what we've learned from everybody that we've spoken to, which is quite a bit. And we've learned a lot of do's and a whole shit ton of don'ts. Uh, a whole shit ton. Like, how about not putting your laundry? in somebody's car and asking them to do it on date one. That's a big don't, right? That's a pretty big don't. Um, so today's really no different. Uh, today we have we have somebody who I really had a good connection with, uh, really enjoyed. This is one of the the good coaches that are out there. Uh, the ones who I'm just like, all right, we need to, we need to get her on so she can, she can talk about some of the things that she's been through because she is full spectrum, uh, and got some, some really, really interesting things. Not one of the ones that make us go, what? Uh, so hopefully you, you enjoy it and, uh, and, uh, take something from it. Cause, uh, I sure did. Um, so you know how it goes, sit back, relax, put your feet up, enjoy, grab your popcorn, get it buttered, throw some caramel on there. Uh, whatever it is that you think you need to do to make that popcorn better. How's that? Some secret sauce. Okay. Uh, and if you're in traffic, please do us that big favor. Do not hit that person in traffic next to you, behind you, in front of you. Just relax and enjoy and enjoy Venmo me. Disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. So how long have you been a coach? Yeah, I've been a coach for two years now. Um, So I graduated from... IPEC, which is a coaching program, and then launched my business um, in dating and relationships specifically. So yeah, it's been yeah. two years. What drove you? I mean, like at some point you're sitting there yeah. and it's not like you're watching a football game going, coaching seems fun, but I need a different totally. style of coaching. <laughs> what type yeah. of, so how did it come about? Yeah. I mean, I was a psych major in college, so I've always mm. been interested in psychology, human mind, all of that stuff. And then Honestly, like COVID, when it hit, I feel like everyone kind of took a look at their life and was like, what the fuck am I doing? And is it making impact? Am I happy? We just kind of all looked at things differently. And I was working out of a girlfriend's apartment, um, just trying to change up the scenery. And she was in her bedroom doing, um, she's a psychiatrist, so she was doing work. And I was in her uh, living room and I couldn't hear anything she was saying, but knowing that she was in that room, like helping people, talking to them, talking through their issues with them. Like it kind of just hit me. Like I was out on her couch talking about software. Like it just hit me all of a sudden, like, holy shit. Like I want to be in that room helping people and talking to them and helping them work through things. And I just had read so many articles about people struggling throughout COVID. And it literally hit me like fucking like boom out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And so I started to do a ton of research on therapy, you know, going back to get my master's, become a therapist and coaching. And I was just really drawn to coaching and how it's like very action oriented. 
And honestly, just being single myself, like I've been single for a while. Um, I have so many friends who are single. It's such a topic of discussion. Like I consume so much in terms of social media, books, podcasts, news articles about dating and relationships that it's something I could talk about forever. Like I love talking about it. So when I graduated from my coaching program, you know, everyone was asking, you know, what are you, what, what niche are you going to do? And I was like, well, duh, I'm going to, I want to do dating relationships. Like that just is so like, to me, it was like, I hadn't thought about it. And then I, all of a sudden I was like, that's exactly what I should be doing. So I think you want to talk about things every day that you're passionate about, that you like, and you want to help other people do it. Um, right. And honestly, like I love my single life. Like I am very independent. I love being single. I have such a full life. And I think there's so many men and women out there struggling who are single, feeling like there's something wrong with them or they're not happy because they're single. Like I want to help them embrace their single life, like find the power in being single because there is so much power in that. Um, and that will lead to a fruitful, amazing relationship because you've built a life that you love single or not. So yeah, it just kind of came from a lot of passion and kind of a lot of light bulb moments, honestly. Yeah, a lot of aha, uh-huh, a lot of like a so, lot of aha uh-huh moments. A lot of aha, uh-huh, yeah. So yeah. the range of the range of your clients, what mm-hmm. so uh, like pretty vast. I mean, are we talking eighteen to yeah. eighty-two, or what are we talking? Um, not quite that vast, but certainly vast. I, I do specifically work with women currently. I would love to work with men at some point, but right now I'm focused on women. I mean, I've done everything from, you know, women in their 20s to single moms in their 50s. Um, I think I've definitely kind of niched it down a bit more to like 30s up. I think when you're in your 20s, like you should be out there just having fun, enjoying yourself, not taking life or dating too seriously. Um, I think there's a lot of work that I want to do with women in their 20s around just like confidence and like not putting up with some of the dating bullshit that I definitely did in my 20s. But I think the really intentional work of like creating the ideal image of your perfect partner some of that stuff i think can come down the road i think when you're in your 20s like you should have some fun fuck around and find out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Buffett, i have Buffett. yeah but i've certainly worked with women in their 20s who like are really serious about finding a partner and really want to be happier in their single life um and like i said i've worked with you know single moms in their 50s 60s who are trying to get back out there so you talked about your journey too, like your, yeah. like we, we talked about that shit a lot before we even started. Um, yeah. But like, so like you enjoy being single. How different yeah. do you date now than you did before you, I don't know, let's just say five years before COVID. We'll just say, we'll say pre-COVID yeah. era. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think when you are enjoying your life and you are independent and you've built this full life, when you go on dates, it is not like the end all be all, right? Like if this date or this relationship doesn't work out with this person, I will be okay. And like, I go into it just knowing that and I go into it, you know, I don't go into any first dates. Like, is this going to be my person? Mm. No, you're setting yourself up to fail. You're setting yourself up to be upset and disappointed. I go in there being like, I'm about to have a nice time. I'm going to learn about a new person. I'm going to learn a little bit more about myself. So I I let go of that pressure because I don't need that person. I want to find a person, but I don't need them because I have this full independent life on my own. Um, and I think before when I was younger, like there was this scarcity mindset. There was like this mindset that this had to work out. And if it doesn't, that puts me back at square one. And you know, going down that rabbit hole. I think now I I let go of a lot of that pressure 
because I know what's meant for me is meant for me. I have a great life regardless and putting that energy out in the world, like things will work out. That's just how it works. 100% love it. I like people look at the show, hear me say all the time, experiences over expectations. If you can go into it with that, you're going to come out of there so far ahead. If you go in there with any type, uh, maybe not any type of expectation, but if you go in there with like, this is going to be my person, it's probably not going to be your person. Yeah. You're just setting yourself up for disappointment. I mean, that's such a high bar. And when you go into the first, even three dates with just a mindset of like, I just want to have a good time and get to know someone like the like weight off your shoulders is massive. And it's just, you're going to enjoy yourself so much more. You're going to learn about yourself more because you're actually just focusing on the experience rather than, you know, like you said, the expectation. Um, So yeah, I mean, I love that though. Experience yeah. over expectation. I think that's great. I think it turns out so much more. I mean, like, oh, it's yeah. just, like you let, well, you, you said it, you let yourself off the hook. Like you're just like, I don't have to worry about it. Let's just, let's just see what happens and where the day takes me. And then everybody's just in such a better place. Even, even yeah. the person on the other side of the table or the, whatever the other date looks like, like they, they, their guard will usually come down too because they don't feel this, like the awkwardness is, it's not, may not be totally be gone, but it's got a better chance of the awkwardness being gone than if it isn't gone. With totally. I mean, it's so true. That person's going to feel that on that date, like mm-hmm. that scarcity mindset that, you know, I need to, this to be my person, or if it's not, I'm going to be upset or, if, you know, they can feel that. That's the energy that you're putting out, right? So if you go into it confident, just try to have a good time. I mean, I'm such a believer in what is meant for you is meant for you. If something passes you by, it was not meant for you. may have been in your life for some sort of reason, right? A lesson, an experience, right? Every date I go on, I learn something new about myself, what I want, what I don't want, how I want to feel, how I don't want to feel. And if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant, it just wasn't meant to be. Totally. 100%. Uh, so the saying, uh, life happens for us, not to us. So, I mean, that's just yeah. how it goes. That's 100%. Well, see, like, this is the first time we met and we're like simpatico. It's like full yeah. simpatico. <laughs> I know. Did. We're very much on the same page. <laughs> I mean, right? most people, and I need to look up the uh, the specific statistic, but most percentage of people find someone. They find a life partner. So what is, what is going to make you that different that you're not going to ultimately meet right. someone, right? Like right. you will just, yeah. you know, continue to do your, do you continue to do things that make you happy, that lift up your life, that make yourself a full life that are also putting you into situations to meet someone, right? Like putting yourself out there, whether it's, you know, virtually on an app or out in the real world, um, different experiences, hobbies to meet someone, activities, but things that feel good, that fill up your plate, that allow those experiences to happen because your energy is putting that out there. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's a law of attraction, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. And totally yeah. bring it in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as, so like before the like aha moment, like, you know, let's just say even the fifth aha moment you had, what yeah. were the dates like that you were on, you know, in the beginning? Like, did you, like, you must've ran into some shit. You know, I've definitely run into some interesting guys. I will say I will say I am fortunate where I can really talk to a wall. Like I can <laughs> kind of talk to anyone. So, so I, I've never had like a date where I was like, I, this is the worst experience of my life. Like, holy fucking shit. Because I could just like kind of make fun out of anything and like talk to someone, but I have definitely had a few experiences. 
I mean, I used to live in New York, right? I mean, you run into right. like some fun characters. And again, when those things don't work out or I leave those dates and are like, holy shit, what just happened? You're I'm also like, what a great story, right? Like yeah. do it for the plot. Like now we have a fun story to tell my friends, like that kind of thing. I, I mean, yeah, I'll tell you one though that sticks with me. I had a setup. So I always, I love a setup, right? It's like mutual friends. You're like, this has got to be good, right? Because it's a friend of a friend. Sure, sure. And we we did a coffee date first, which I'm actually good with coffee dates. I know some people are for first dates, they're anti-coffee date, ice cream date, um, lunch date, that kind of thing. I'm like, great. It's an hour, hour and a half, quick, no harm, no foul. You know pretty quickly if you want to get drinks with the person. So I'm I'm open to that kind of stuff. Um, and I think people should be more open. It's it's just another quick, easy way to get to know someone. Yeah. Went to a coffee date. It was it was fine. Like nice guy. Again, hour. I was like, I'll get I'll get drinks with him. We got drinks. And again, I was in my 20s. So like there were definitely a few red flags in the conversation during drinks, like talking shit about his friends. Like anyone that's talking shit about their best friends, like how someone talks about yeah. the closest relationship in their life is going to tell you things, right? That's why when you ask about people's family on a first date, you should also be asking like, what is your relationship with your parents, your siblings? Are you guys close? How did you meet your friends? You know, how do they talk about these people? But I was in my 20s, so I kind of just ignored it. Um, and I also ignored my gut feelings. I work a lot with my clients of like trusting your gut. Like, you know, in your gut, in your intuition, like if you want to see someone again. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the drink state, I was like, I don't really think I want to see it. Like I was kind of wanting to leave. But our friend who set me up was like, just go again. He's such a good guy. Oh. I think he was just nervous. Just give him another chance. So we go on another date, sushi date, dinner. So I'm locked in like two, three hours here for dinner. I mean, he told me about how he had a call earlier that day with a customer service person and basically said, fuck you on the phone to them, which again, how you speak to people. Why? Totally. He started still kept talking shit about his friends. I was like, dude, like what is going on here? Like talking about how his friend has no drive, makes no money and how he makes so much money. Man. Any guy that talks about money like that, again, red flag. Um, started talking shit about our mutual friend who set us up. Oh no. Um, knows that I have tattoos, was talking shit about tattoos, how they're trashy. And I was like, well, you know, I have tattoos and you have no idea the meaning behind them. Um, and then, and also for a man that talks about money, like how much he makes and how well he does, he took me to like a shitty, all you can eat, all you can drink sushi spot. Like it wasn't, it was, I was down like, you know, whatever, but it was like, this isn't for a man that talks about that so much. Right, like, right. um, yeah. And I just was kind of at a certain point, like, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm not into this. So I was kind of saying shit off the cuff too. Like, I was just like, you are, all you do is talk about your friends. I know nothing about you. Like I was just kind of calling him out a right. few times for the shit he was saying, but he wasn't understanding the message. So the next day he texts me and he's like, Hey, had a great time. Besides a few awkward moments, had a great time. Like, I want to see you again. I'm like, I was like, yeah, it was nice getting to know you, but like, I don't think, I don't think it's a match. And he was like, Oh yeah, me too. Uh, so can you Venmo me for half of dinner? Oh, no fucking way. Yeah. 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 So you, are 
First of all, talking about how much money you make, then you asked me to Venmo. Clearly his pride was hurt, right? Because he was like, I had a great time. I want to see you again. And I was like, actually, no. And he was yeah. like, yeah, no, you're right. Me either. I, I actually don't want to see you again either. Can you Venmo me? Wow. That's a dick move right there. That I mean, that's, it, you it can was see like it from this guy. I mean, I should not be surprised. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny too, because it was like a hundred dollars total. So like $50 a person, like, you know, I'm like, I literally don't care. But right. I asked him, I was like, are you serious or kidding right now? Just to give him an out. And he was like, no, I'm dead serious. No shit. Yeah. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran into him again years later and he came over and a girlfriend of mine was interested in one of his friends. And he's like, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to talk to him. He's, he's a piece of shit. He's shitty. What I'm like, you're dick. still talking shit about your friends. Like, what, what is going on? Like, oh my God. And then he texted me the next day. I was like, do you want to hang out tonight? Like, go get a bite. And I was like, I'm down to hang out if it's just his friends. And he was like, well, then why did you say hi to me last night? I'm like, what? because I'm a, cause I'm a nice person who, you know, says hi to people oh. that I know. Um, oh. And it was just, when I just moved to the new city. So I was like, you know, just trying to be nice, meeting people. Sure. So sure. Never, never in my life have known a high meant DTF. Never in my life have I known that. I mean, like, I'm sure it does, but like, hi usually just means, hi, how you doing? What? A we guy. know each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a perfect example, though, of like, listen, from, I wouldn't say coffee, because coffee, I guess I didn't really, I didn't really get those first flags, but from drinks, like, if I went out on a date with the, that guy now, Right. I would have trusted my gut. I would have seen those red flags. Right. And I think right. in my 20s, I I was I'm still open to giving people more than, you know, a few chances in terms of like, oh, I had a nice time. I don't know if there's chemistry. I think that can build. So you got to keep going on dates with them to see. But with this guy, there were clear red flags that I ignored right. and how they spoke about people in their life, how they spoke about money, sure. how they spoke about our mutual friend. And I knew in my gut at the end of a second date, if I'm like wanting to leave, that's a bad sign. I think now yes. in my thirties, I would know there's not going to be a dinner date, you know, but in my twenties, I was like, just going with the New York flow and trying yeah. to just see, you know? Sure. Sure. Such a live and learn though, too. Like it's a total live and learn. Like in your, oh God, I mean, in our twenties, if you've known in twenties and then 30, you know, it's yeah. always something different. And it, I mean, you just like, you know, whatever. You're also again, there to have a good time. He sure. kind of ruined that. Totally ruined that. Like what a like chest. Yeah. Not even the Venmo piece too. That's that's just straight douchebaggery. But I mean, yeah. good lord. Yeah. Like I don't know if I'm out on a date. Like I know everyone kind of sees it as a job interview, right? And the last thing you want to yeah. do is talk shit on a job interview. I think the best thing I've heard somebody say is like she goes out on dates, and then when somebody asks about their her, like her past relationships. She'll always say how great they were, how great the person was, and it just didn't work out because she doesn't yeah. want to set the example of this is what I accept. Like he didn't mm. text me or we didn't talk or he cheated on me because now he's setting the bar of, hey, uh, this is like in somebody's mind. Oh, she'll accept these kind of things in her life. Um, so I thought that was like, you know, like we were talking earlier, you're kind yeah. of putting this out there. Guy comes in, sits down and says something along the lines of my friend's a douche. You know, I make all this money and all this. Oh, by the way, the Venmo piece. Yeah. Half of it. I don't know. I've always found people who talk about their money usually don't make as much money as the people who don't talk about their money. That's always something that, that seems to make sense. Totally. I mean, it's just the way he handled the whole situation. Sure. And- 
it's uh listen i'm down on a date you know after a few like few drinks i'll get around they get around like it's not about the money it's just about mm-hmm. you could tell his pride was hurt and he was pissed and i just think the the amount he was talking shit on the date sucks you know yeah so what listen i mean too. i know i know such a downer so mm-hmm. i mean and listen just because i love my single life i have a great mindset going to dating i still like have moments now in my dating life where i get down you know have an experience that lets me down or sure. you know I, I got excited about someone it doesn't work out i'm bummed sometimes you know it's like sure. This one I wasn't bummed about. This one was no. a good laugh. <laughs> but, no. no, not so you know. much. No, no. But, you know, you live and learn. You go through these experiences. You're allowed to be upset or bummed that something didn't work out. You know, he was yeah. allowed to have his pride hurt a little that he thought it went well and it didn't. But, yeah. you know, you learn from those experiences and you know that, hey, there's going to be a next time where I, I meet someone and it does work out. Or yeah, what did I learn from this experience? So totally. it's all part of the dating game. Like, we just get to have fun stories. Yes. It's just, you know, part of That's it. That's why I have this show because of all the right. stories, to be honest with you. You talked about it too, like when you go out, like or you can talk to anybody is what you're saying. And I, I, I mean, I, I can dig that the personality is amazing. It just comes through, it radiates you. out of you. You're welcome. Um, have you had that time though, where you're sitting there and either you've just exhausted from, from trying to carry the conversation so much? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yes, I, I've definitely had moments where it's been pulling teeth a bit. Um, and I'm kind of like, this is, this is not gonna, I can't, I can only do this so much longer for sure. Um, I think I just kind of start to like make shit up at that point ask some fun, (laughs) wacky questions. Um, and I, again, I'm kind of at the point in my dating life where like, you know, I had a date a year, I want to say it was like a year or so ago. And I just knew like the vibes were, weren't right. He was, we weren't, the conversation wasn't flying really nice guy, but it just wasn't right. And after one drink, you know, I kind of nursed the drink for an hour or so. And I, you know, he asked if I wanted another and I said, no, I'm good. You know, I should probably head out soon. And so I'm not going to like waste time. You know, I think again, in my twenties, I would have felt bad and gotten the second, third drink. And that's totally normal. I know, you know, people in their thirties now that forties who any age who struggle saying no and feel bad. But, um, yeah, I think when the conversation starts to get stale, I'm done with my drink. I'm you know, just say you have an early yeah, morning and yeah. bounce. But yeah, I've yeah. definitely had some moments where I have to pull teeth. And, you know, it's always a complaint that I hear from a lot of women, you know, guys not asking questions back, you know, sure. that's always a struggle, right? It's like, I ask you a question about your life. All you really have to do bare minimum is ask the same question yeah. back. And yeah. when they can't even do that, you're like, you know, it does truly turn into an interview. So yeah. I have had those for sure, for sure. Yeah. I had one where like it got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm done talking. And then we were just quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like and all I could do is laugh. I'm like, God, this has never happened. But she's like, what? I'm like, we're not saying anything. Like there's yeah. nothing here to be said. And you're just kind of, and then all of a sudden it was kind of a, kind of broke the ice even a little bit more. And I think, I, I don't know, like, I don't want to say she realized that she wasn't talking much or maybe yeah. I wasn't asking good questions, you know, it could have been the same thing. And then the night got better, but it's so funny when you just kind of put that out into the world, how like yeah. the world just kind of comes around it. But yeah, like, you know, your personality, I could see you absolutely, totally carrying it <laughs> going, you. bro, please, bro, throw any, yeah. I like sports. How's that? We could talk sports. Jeez. Anything. Right. Right. I Jeez. think though, too, you know, listen, there's some people out there who, who do struggle on dates and having mm-hmm you know, conversations with a sh- literally a stranger. Sure. I mean, you're a stranger on a date. And so I think 
for people who do have some anxiety going to dates and what am I going to talk about? I think, you know, there's so much out there um, on social media and on in books of like certain topics you can bring up, questions you can ask. I would just get some of those ready to go in your head or write them down on your phone. And it might just help you feel a little more confident knowing you have some of those questions ready to go. I just did a video about, you know, five first date questions you can ask that seem service level, but there's ways to ask it to get a little deeper to understand them better. There's so much content out there like that. So if you're someone where you do struggle with the first date, second date of keeping the conversation going, what what to ask, totally fine. Just kind of prep yourself a bit, do some research on some of those questions, and it might just give you that confidence boost you need. You put that, I assume your content, like you talked about the mm-hmm. videos out there, but do you put that in your workshops and classes and stuff too? Just like yeah, we definitely there. talk you through that. that. Yeah. yeah, we definitely talk through that. We talk a lot about communication in you know initial dating stages, because I know that can cause a lot of stress. Um, there's just a lot of dating rules right now about what you should and shouldn't do. And I think right. Listen, I think it's great because it gives a lot of people direction. But ultimately, when I give advice on those dating rules, because I have a little series where I do like dating rules unpacked, usually what the message is, is at the end of the day, you need to do what's right for you. What I would do is very different than what you would do, right? And so, yes, take these rules and and listen to them, understand them, but then do what's right for you. Do what feels good because you have to trust your gut. Um, and like I said, what I'm going to do is going to be different than what you're going to do. Obviously, always be respectful, but staying true to yourself is a big one. And so with dating and texting and all of that, I, you know, there's a great book called Just Send the Text. And I think it's an awesome book. And that's very much my my vibe is like, send the text that you want to send. We don't, you don't need to, you know, go on TikTok and see what you're supposed to say or not say. You don't need to draft the perfect text. The right person for you is going to receive the text that's the way you want them to because it's authentic to you and they vibe with you. Yeah, 100%. So like on your dates, is it what do you mm-hmm. do you do anything before you go out on date? Do you background check? Do you, how do you <laughs> what do you I mean like do you do anything? Um, or and I, then what do I you don't. suggest? Yeah, no, I um I just did a get ready with me for my, for a first date actually where I was kind of talking about like my pre-first date rituals sure. and it's pretty simple. I treat it like a night out. I treat it like I'm going, let's say I'm getting dinner, drinks with a friend. And so I'm putting on music. I'm listening to a podcast. Sometimes I'll FaceTime a girlfriend. Um, I also recommend having two to three outfits that you just know you love ready for a first date. So that way, like, I feel like I used to get so stressed about what I was going to wear on a first date. And that caused a lot of my like buildup and anxiety and running late to the tape. So <laughs> sure. I have two to three out like first date outfits that honestly I wear on rotation to first date. So I don't even have to think about it. And then guess what? You have two more for your second and third date if it gets there. Um, yeah, I'm listening to music. I'm getting ready and I'm just kind of treating it like any night out. I'm not doing background checks. I mean, if I have a mutual friend, I might ask them, but even then I don't want other people's opinions. I want to form my yeah. own. Um, yeah. I, I do send a text to a couple of my girlfriends who have me on find my friends and I'll send them like pictures of the guy and his name. I don't actually think anything's going to happen to me, but I'm kind of like, Hey, just, you know, I'm going on a date and they'll usually like check on, check, check up on me, you know, look on find right. my friends later in the night. I think just as women, it's, it's good to know where that I'm out with a stranger. Um, yeah. Again, I've never actually been concerned, but it's also a fun way to tell my girlfriend, like, I'm like, Hey, guess what? I'm going on a date. Here's the guy, <laughs> you know, sure. you know, sure. then the next day they, I get fun texts, like how did it go? That kind of thing. So 
But no, I, yeah. I really just try to keep it light. I I, yeah. I feel like the more research you do, the more prep you do for a date, especially a first date, the the more pressure you're putting on it. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's fair. I like I like sharing the picture with with the you know, you find your friends and things like that. Just I mean, like hopefully everything goes perfect and and yeah. everything goes and it's the experience you're looking for. The off chance of one might go a little sideways or whatever. At least somebody has the information. I mean, it's rare. It's, it may not, but yeah, like yeah. It, it's just like guy, you know, as, as you're saying, like you work like the main thing you're doing to work with women is, I'm sure what what is the main thing? Self esteem. I mean, what's what's the main thing to overcome? Yeah, I mean, I think my program really starts inwards and then works outwards. So, like the first few pillars is really inner work. So a lot of self-love, a lot of, you know, facing your fears around being single, really shifting that mindset and looking at like, what are the benefits of, of being single? What has it brought you? How has it challenged mm. you? Um, so we do a lot of inner work around that so that, because if you don't enjoy your life and your single life, then going on dates isn't going to be enjoyable. Sure. And then, like we said, it all goes back to the energy you're putting out there. So we do a lot of that inner work. Um, we really address any limiting beliefs and try to work through those and where do they stem from and acknowledge them. And then how do we challenge them in other ways? Um, and then we move into past relationships. So like looking at your past relationships, what worked, what didn't work, what do you want to leave behind and what do you want to move forward? So right. again, it's starting to craft that partner, but really taking those lessons you've learned from past relationships so you can apply them to the future. Um, and then we look at your love languages, your attachment styles, making sure you understand those and how they affect your relationships. Um, and then we start to go into the outward work. So what is your ideal partner look like? What are red flags? What are deal breakers? Sure. What are nice to haves versus need to have? Those are different. Need to yeah. have, it's very different than a nice to have. Um, so we go through all of that. And then we talk through um, how to, you know, first date expectations. So facing your fears around dating and your limiting beliefs around the dating experience and how to enjoy dating, how to find time to date. You want to date with intention, you know? Um, so we go through a lot of exercises around that and then you're ready to navigate the modern dating world. So you actually work with a dating app expert who's been working at Hinge for a few years on your dating app profile. So he'll help you with the kind of virtual aspect. And then I'm going to help with the more, how do you get out into the real world? How do you put yourself into these situations where you are doing things you love and enjoying your life that open you up to meeting people in the real world yeah, um, or in the wild as, as some people like to say, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Totally. That's that taking yeah. over the world is the wild in the um, wilds. So yeah, that's the last step is just like getting you out there virtually and in the real world um, and figure out how to do it. So that it feels good to you. You know what? I totally should hit this up earlier and I apologize since we've heard like your program and yeah. much about where, where, where they find you. Yeah. So I have a website, alexbarancoaching.com. Uh, my Instagram is Alex Barron coaching. And then my TikTok is just the Alex Barron. Um, so any of those you can find me at my website has a ton of information. I also have um, some other offers. I have a 19 page free guide that you can download and do some of that work on uh, yourself. And um, I also have a smaller offer that's just all about attachment theory. So there's a lot of good stuff on there. And then I'm always posting on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, just fun little videos, dating roles unpacked first date questions to ask, all that kind of stuff. I love it. That's actually really yeah. good. I mean, all of it's really good. I shouldn't say that's actually isn't the <laughs> word, that is awesome and really good because so many people just from the the people that I talk to and, and interact with, uh, 
boy, like some just like they get so some can get so hung up on just the intensity on the, what they feel on a first date and not know what to ask. Yeah. So I love the the questions, the first five, the five questions that you're talking about. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, dating is, is tough. Like, I don't want to take away from like, it can be a roller coaster and it really challenges challenges you a lot, right? There's a lot of rejection that happens in dating and a lot of self-reflection. And so, you know, I want to help people work through that because it can be really hard and there's so much pressure to find your person and for it to be easy and perfect. And and sometimes the journey is, isn't always easy and perfect. And so, you know, I totally relate to that on a personal level. You know, there are times where I love dating and there are times, honestly, where I take a break where I'm like, I'm not enjoying it right now. I'm having some experiences that kind of have wiped me on my ass and I'm going to take some time off from the dating apps and kind of just do me. So it's a roller coaster. I get it. That's fair. And like, as you go through, or I guess as people go through the dating cycle, it can be exhausting. Like, especially like sometimes you can be talking to way too many people on the apps. You have all, everyone has their roster. And at some points it's almost like you have to take a detox and recalibrate and like, all right, so what do I need to do? Where am I at? What happens now? So yeah, I mean, totally. I think situationships, you know, are so prevalent right now. And I actually think those are sometimes even harder to get over than a long-term relationship. There's so much what ifs and what could be, and why didn't it, and all of this stuff that comes with situationships. And there's a lot of that right now. And it is so fucking hard. I mean, a long-term relationship ending is very hard in its own right, but you have this mentality that you did you gave it a shot, right? You gave yeah. it a chance. You knew what it was, what it was going to feel like and be like, and situationships, you don't, you have still that um, image in your head. The it's not the reality at all. It's, you know, kind of this fantasy yeah. you've created in your head and yeah. you never got to try it and live it out. So there's a lot of that right now. And it's, it's really fucking hard. And those can take some time to get over. feels more like, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but it feels like there's more of those almost than there are relationships coming from the sides. For sure. I think yeah. people are a lot more hesitant than ever before to get into a full, a fully committed relationship, say boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and I think there are a lot more situationships than ever before. And I, I also think being a little careful on what a situationship is, right? Sometimes you've just dated someone for a few months and it hasn't worked out. Um, you know, situationship, I think, can come with like a negative mentality a bit. And sometimes it's just you date its own for a few months and it didn't work out and that's okay. But those are right. hard to to manage. Um, but yeah, I think a, a lot of people are, have done a lot of work on themselves and, and aren't willing to settle down as easily. You know, they want it to be right and they're really trusting their gut. And so they're not just getting into a fully committed relationship as easily as maybe before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I hope, I feel like that's the case. I feel like there's also so many people that they just, the FOMO is a part of it too. Like, yeah, I don't want to get fully committed to this one because something might happen over here. And they almost feel like yeah. if you're not, you know, if you're not giving yourself completely, then you're kind of shortchanging yourself and whoever the other person is too. Um, you know, situationships are great. Sex is awesome. But like, yeah. you know, there's almost feels like there's so much more hurt that can be involved in that than there is because there's no yeah. clear lines. No one's truly defined. And to what you're saying, yeah. it's a, you know, what if, what did I do wrong? Why couldn't this have, as opposed to the relationship has a clear ending and the situationship, yeah. it's almost like, too many people get ghosted out of that equation, which is, that's just, that's just kind of awful in itself. So Totally. Totally. This is why, honestly, whether you 
are in a purely sexual sexual relationship, a fully committed relationship, a situationship, whatever it is, communication is always key. Like communicating what you want, what your expectations are. It's going to ensure you guys are on the same page. And if you're not, then a decision needs to be made. But whether right. it's just a hookup or whether it's a communi- com- sorry, committed relationship, you should always be communicating and making yeah. sure you're on the same page. Yeah, totally. 100% agree. So tell me about one of your great dates and then I will, I will let you go and tell there has to be some sort of like, Oh my God, this was, this was the cool date <laughs> that I went on. Trying to think. I mean, I will say some of like the best dates, first dates are just the ones where you just connect with someone and you have a great time and you bop from bar to bar, you have a kiss goodnight, and you go home and you're like, you know, in the Uber home and you're like, okay, like dating's fun. Like this was fun. Like I am excited. And whether this works out or not, like I can enjoy myself on a date. Um, So those have always just been the ones that like re-inspire me to go to keep dating and keep going and how dating can be so enjoyable. It just takes one really great date to remind you of that and keep you going. Um, And so those are always the ones that I actually hold closest to my heart that I think so fondly of because they're really that simple. It's literally just getting drinks and like having a great time, having, you know, maybe or maybe not having a kiss at the end and then being like, yeah. okay, that was like really great connection. I just learned so much about this person. They're fucking awesome. And I'm excited. You know, it yeah. just like feels good. Yeah. Laugh a lot. Have a good time. And time yeah. all of a sudden, three hours later felt like 20 minutes and you're like, damn, this is kind of cool. I can dig this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Not cool. Well, girl, I, I think you're pretty amazing. I appreciate you, oh, thank you. And sharing your shit. Same That's goes for cool. you. <laughs> I love you. what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that very much. That's very kind yeah. of you to say. Like, I know, I mean, it's just a, it always sounds, sometimes it seems like it's a random connection, like, you know, in one of the, the podcast uh, forums, but man, I get to meet awesome people like yourself. Come on now. I'll sign yeah, up for that. I'm sure. Day. I mean, it's, that's how I feel about my coaching, right? Like I get to work with so many incredible women. And when I created my program, I was telling you earlier, like I interviewed men and women at all different ages about being single and dating and just connecting and hearing that like everyone is going through it. Everyone who's single yeah. has some, a lot of the same issues and concerns and pain points. And like, we're all in this together, you know, yeah. we're just figuring it out and totally. it allows us to connect with so many cool people. And that goes for dating. You get to go on dates with really cool people and yeah. learn about them. Yeah. So I love it. I love the work you're yeah. doing. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Thank you for being along for the ride of Swipe, the Swipe Wrong podcast. Remember, everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world. Uh, The show is uh, produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. Uh, So make sure to check that out. Also, I am uh, Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend about the pod. Uh, and uh, if you have uh, something that you want to share, please, please, we want to hear from everybody and get everybody's stories as much as we possibly can. Uh, email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, let us know if it's okay to call you back. 317 426 6616. Thanks for being along for the ride. And next week, uh, the saga continues. <laughs>